morning. Hello, welcome. Well, you could be listening to this in the morning, I suppose. So this good morning. Good day. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to X to the Zennial. Um, if you got an opportunity to listen to our last podcast, um, both of us have listened to it, and it was fucking gold. I loved it! <laughs> and there were birds! And there was birds, and there was, there was wind. wind, I mean, we were clearly outside camping. We were loving our life in the camping zone. 100%. We are actually in a new location today from when we normally record. We are broadcasting from Stella's bedroom, <laughs> which we are in the midst of packing. This is true. So, um, part of why I chose today's topic is because I'm packing to move to a new house, um, still in Albuquerque, still on the West side, but part of the stuff that happens when you pack and, and all the things is for me, like I have to be super organized. Um, and I know that organization comes up with clients and certainly with mental health stuff pretty consistently. Yes. So... I thought that we would talk about organization today and how that affects our mental health. How can how clutter can invade our lives or Absolutely. how being disorganized if we're usually somebody who's on point and very organized and we see that lapsing could be indicative of some mental health issues. And it could be representative of kind of what is going on. So even if you don't have depression and anxiety, which both of us are very open about, um, it does indicate um, just a kind shift. of a, yes, a shift or, um, kind of a misstep in how you're taking care of yourself. Right. Right. Um, so we can start on the disordered part, um, first, cause I think that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. Is that for, as we look around though, most of my bedroom is still pretty organized. Like we just did my bathroom, mm -hmm. which, um, also organized. Very organized. Everything had its place. Everything had, including the 87 containers that I am low-key container. I hoarder. love that you just own that. I was not going to say <laughs> anything totally about fine. your borderline hoarding with containers oh issue. Oh my god, no. She's got a lot of containers. If you need one, write her. <laughs> send us an email, she'll send you a box of them. Well, it's not just like any old containers either. Like, it's specifically like bottles of a certain size or jars, um pill bottles that I save of like interesting sizes because you could do a lot with those. There was a lot of diversity in size, shape. Yeah. But I could most store of a it, lot of shit and all that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like most of it is stuff that um, I reuse because I'm significantly like a reuse, recycle, like upcycle stuff. She's a super humanitarian. <laughs> she takes care of our environment. It's awesome. I mean, right? I, I think it. I you care recycle. more about the planet than I do humans, but noted. You um, do. I'm a kind. It's so sweet. Shut up. Fine. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that that part of the challenge, and certainly for me, like the anxiety has been, um, you know, collecting boxes and like looking around at my house and like all the things I need to do. And so that then leads me to get avoidy. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll avoid doing it. Or it's a great defense mechanism. I mean, it is, but it is it is indicative of anxiety. Yeah. So I talk to clients a lot, especially who struggle with organization, um, but definitely something they want to work on is that when they're feeling a lot of anxiety or depression or whatever, like the first thing to go is their ability to organize. Yeah. 
that's when I know that I'm something's up with me. Right? I don't know what. I can't tell you. Sure. But when I look around and there's a pile of clothes, because I'm really anal retentive type A about putting stuff away. You sure. use it, you put it away. You use it, you put it away. Yes. You cook, you clean up right behind yourself. Absolutely. Then you never have a mess to deal with. Well, and that's how you and I are in general. And so right. I think that's why we work out really well when we are doing anything together, including our camping trip. Right. Is that like... If I cook, you clean, and we both put things away, and like, we, and you said it this last camping trip where you were like, we are definitely getting so much better at each other's organizational skills, because, you know, you kind of know that it takes me a while to like, take down my tent and do all this stuff, but then you're also learning, oh, all of this goes in the black bin, all of this goes in the clear bin, like, we do that really well. We do. Kudos to us on our organization when it comes to camping. But I think that's who we are as humans, you know, mm-hmm. and we talk about like getting up and, and doing our bed really helps us to feel effective and, and it's my first goal of the day. Absolutely. And it's achievable and it's done. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the ways that we organize really well mm-hmm. is that we kind of incorporate those kinds of skills in our everyday. That being said, when we are not at our best. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, like, it's not so much my bedroom because I'm pretty minimalistic when it comes to, like, what's in here. Um, but definitely my desk mm-hmm. will start to look kind of gross. Or the counter in my bathroom will start to look kind of gross. Like and a pile up. Piles. Or I just don't put things away. And then I know, like, something's up, right? That's how I am, too. Yeah. So tell me more about... Where are your indicators or how they show up? So mine starts showing up when I, like I said, the pile of clothes on the chair. I can't stand that. I bought the chair because it's beautiful and I want to see it and I want to enjoy it. And I put a pretty pillow on it. And my mom knitted this like wonderful afghan and that's on it. And I love how it looks, right? But when my life is getting a little chaotic. Sure. And something's a little off track with me. That chair starts to disappear under clothes, Uh under purses, under more clothes, under more clothes, and under more clothes. Yeah. So that's kind of like one thing. And then my desk, too, at work, I do the same thing. I have a corner where it's like my to-do list. Sure. And just as things keep coming at me because I work, you know, with like a thousand human beings. Right. All day. And I love it. But when that pile starts to get higher and higher and then it starts to kind of miss its shape, it's not squared off anymore. Yeah. I know that I'm hitting overwhelmed at work. I know that I'm getting this feeling of overwhelmness. And when I see that pile, then I kind of go into a little bit of overdrive. To be honest, I start feeling like I'm failing. Okay. And so then I start, then that's when I feel the anxiety in my body. Because that bitch starts talking. Well, the, my heart rate. Okay. It's a war for me that starts bio. Okay. And I can feel like. A heart palpitation when I look at it. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm not on point. Like, I'm behind. Like, that's from last week. That still needs to be filed. I'm failing. And then the bitch in my head, who's actually very kind in these circumstances sometimes, yeah. is like, you're not a failure. You're awesome. And you're such a hard worker. It's just you're backlogged. Okay. You can get it together. Coping. I love that. Because there's they are the two, you know, a lot of times people have envisioned, like, the angel and the devil or, like, mm-hmm. the bad self and the good self or all that. But I, I love that the good self, the kind self, you know, the, the, the Encouraging. person. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, cause there's, there's a lot of, this is going to sound crazy, but there's a lot of people in our head that serve different functions and roles. And I think the asshole is definitely 
um, a culmination of bullies and negative self-talk and all of those things, right? right? But if you've cultivated an awareness of your anxiety, you can actually have that stronger, kinder voice. And I mm -hmm. tell clients a lot, like the self-talk that we should have the majority of the time, cannot happen all the time, should be that kind, loving person who right. wants you to succeed. Absolutely. Right? And, and so when you're doing your work and when you've worked on your anxiety, like you can actually really turn that on right. and recognize what it is yep. so that when the bitch in your head or that asshole or, you know, your negative self or the devil or whatever, they start talking, you can actually turn the volume down with that louder kind of kinder, loving, gentler voice. Right. And that, what I use is a really cognitive behavioral approach because I'm very mindful of like what goes on in my body mm -hmm. before a thought, those thoughts snap in. Got you. Like I feel the heart and I feel like the sweat mm -hmm. in my palms and I'm like something So you have a bad. physical anxiety That's first. That's a physical first. Got you. And then the thoughts, right? Because now I'm elevated. And I can choose. Yeah. Am I going to bash on myself or am I going to look at this and be like, no, you're a rock star. You're backlogged. Yes. Let's look at the calendar and put a space of an hour and you'll get this caught up. Like that's yeah. all you need is now to organize. Love it. What is like what you have to do. Carve out the time. Doesn't have to be today. Doesn't have to be tomorrow. But let's set a deadline by maybe the end of next week. Yep. Because this pile will keep getting bigger and your heart will keep racing. Sure. And then you're going to have to keep, I'm going to have to keep telling myself like, no, you're killing it. That's why this right. pile is here. You're not failing. You know, you're just a little overwhelmed right now. Love it. And that's okay. That's okay. an okay place to be. That's beautiful. And it's a really well done coping skill that you have cultivated. But it isn't it interesting that how our organization definitely triggers that anxiety, mostly right. because we are badass bitches who, like, are good at life. Right. Well, we don't want failure. Well. Because right? overwhelmingness, mm -hmm. when we're feeling overwhelmed, we can default to feeling like we're failing. 100%. At work, at home, my pile of clothes, I'm failing at home. Like, yes. I'm not on top, I'm not on point, I'm not myself. Like, and I could go to a totally negative aspect of, like, embracing failure when that's not really the truth no that's not really what's going on i need to parse out then what's going on here right oh you've been incredibly busy you're training for a sports event you're living at the gym when you're not at the gym you're cooking food and when you're not cooking food or eating or at the gym you're sleeping because your body's tired but I think even like from an emotional place, so for example, mm -hmm. I'm moving, right? Totally right. excited about moving. There's so, awesome. so many pros to that. But the cons are this is an emotional upheaval of my life. Yeah, it is. And like even this morning, I woke up in this room and I thought this is my last Tuesday sleeping in this room. And that was, it was awesome, like exciting, but also like bittersweet and just kind of the end of the 17 years that I've lived in this house and all of the things that um, I've built here and done. I raised my daughter here. Yeah. All the emotions are happening. But it is one of those things. And so as I look around at, you know, like my yoga room has boxes in it and it's kind of in a disarray. And that room, for whatever reason, because I can look into it from the living room and I see my pictures all in a row and I 
see that beautiful space and I love it like it just brings me calm kind of the same way a clean bathroom brings me calm or you know what I mean like my bed so all of the ways that I am organized really do help to facilitate my peace right and well I think too it is a testament to how an individual is doing mentally yes what their environment Mm -hmm. looks like Mm -hmm. you know and that can be you know, a very visual representation of how you are doing. Absolutely. In your life. Like, are you overwhelmed? Is there, are there things that you are not getting to? And you have to ask yourself, why am I not getting to them? Yes. And what is stopping me is that, do I not have enough time? Do I not, instead of defaulting into I'm failing or something is wrong, but rationalizing. Yep. Do I just not have enough time? If I don't have enough time, how can I make more time? Yes. Is this important to me? Well, and that's that's how, you know, because you and I have been doing our work for so long and continue to do that, um, you and I have those skills already. And so those are the skills that I give to clients. I can imagine you give organizational skills to your students. Absolutely. They need to get it together. In terms of like how, yeah, how do we get it together? What are mm-hmm. we doing to get you to that place where you feel like graduation or even passing to the next grade is a possibility? Yeah. Right. And so organizational skills, though, um, you know, we're talking about stuff also has to do with organizing tasks or putting a to do list together or making um, goals to be able to get to that next place. Right. And not overwhelming yourself with the mental clutter of creating those goals. Mm -hmm. Right. So I do a lot of lists. Yep. One, because I have the worst short-term memory on the planet. It just doesn't go to long-term for a few days. And yeah. in those few days, I probably missed what I was supposed to do. So I have to make lists. I well, but your, your brain also processes in a kind of cluster way. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Like, you have a lot of thoughts at once because you are very um, organizational. Like, it's not... The way that I describe it is there's linear thinkers and there's cluster thinkers, Right. right. You don't think in a linear way of A happens, B happens, C happens. You're like, if A happens, and then tomorrow I've got to do a thing, and then Thursday I've got this, and oh my God, what happened? And did I call my mom? And you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're I'm just... all over. I'm absolutely. flooded with thoughts all the time. Not just one comes. No. Five come at a time. Yes. And sometimes it's 500, yeah. and that can be a lot. That's a lot of mental clutter and a lot absolutely. of mental chatter and a lot that is bombarding to me mm-hmm. um, can be overwhelming. But then again, it's like, okay, there's a lot going on. Let me visually organize this so I can stay on track. Yes. So then I'm not overwhelmed. Which I love because when we first started kind of like hanging out and talking, you told me because you have a lot going on internally as an introvert and certainly just as the human that you are, that you actually visualize where most people can close their eyes and imagine, like you visualize with your eyes open and it's the, like now that I know it, like it doesn't affect me at all. But like before it used to be the strangest thing is like you would look off into space because (laughs) you were literally visualizing something that we were talking about. Right. It's the coolest thing, and I love that you can do that, but for people who don't know you and see that happening, like, it just looks like you're bombed out of your mind. Like, or I'm like, zoned out yes, on another like planet. Like, you're having a seizure or something. I actually, that, they thought that when I was a kid, that mm-hmm. I was having seizures, like, just those mental, low-frequency yeah. seizures, because that's how I process. Yeah. And it's awesome, because then you can visualize, even spatially visualize things, so that then you can move into... 
the action piece, right? right? And so, like, your office where we do our podcast from your house is so beautifully organized and, and just comfortable and all the things, but you can definitely tell when your mind is elsewhere because there's a bunch of shit everywhere. That's how it is right now. Right. <laughs> That's how sure. it is right now. Because I don't do one art project at a time. Mm-mm. I do five. Mm-hmm. Because all the ideas of all of the stuff came to mind, and I have to pull everything out, and I have to start all of them at one time. Right. When I finish them, that's different. But they all must be started now because they're right there, and they're bombarding me. Yeah. Um, but I don't get the I can't voice ever from when I look at that. Okay. I, I see my clutter, and I see my artwork. Yeah. And I'm like... I can get all of this done. I don't know when, but I'm going to get all five of these done that I've started. Nice. And so changing, I think, two internal voices. Yeah. Like, I can't set goals or I can't make a list. That's really saying you you don't want to engage and try that process. <laughs> well, I feel like. I think it, it's also indicative of the challenge. So, for it's example. resistant. Yes. And I get avoidy when I feel overwhelmed. So, looking at the boxes in the yoga room got me really uncomfortable. And so I had to kind of sit and go, okay, I just need to do, and I love that you said that, right? So I give myself an hour to handle that pile. I love that particular exercise because when clients and other humans that I I interact with, when they get avoidy or get avoidant of doing things, I say avoidy, um, part of that is their anxiety. Part of that is I don't know where to start. Right. And when I'm talking to clients, I talk a lot about like hoarders, for example, because if you've ever watched the show or any show regarding someone who has hoarding behavior, um, what you find, if that's not your mode of operation, is that it feels overwhelming even just to watch that because you start to think with judgment, like we all do, well, why is that so hard to like do the thing or whatever? Right. Part of what it is, is that it feels overwhelming, and so then they get avoidant. Well, and that leads to, like, what I wanted to say. Like, I thought of today when I was looking at my office, which is clutter is the postponement of decisions. Yes. Say it's, more words. It's the postponement of making a decision to initiate and engage in a process. Yeah. Whatever that is, whether it's, like, work clutter, life clutter, house clutter, Bills clutter, your sure. bills are, it's a postponement of making a decision on how you are going to execute and start a plan. Love it. And so, it's so true. It is. And that, when you are at that level of cluttered overwhelmness, like either in your environment or in your head even, yes. just one, one small move, mm-hmm. one small step, make a list with one item Yep. and set, say, I want this done. Not tomorrow, not today. Not this moment, because Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) But, okay, I know this needs to be done. I know I need to open up that stack of bills. Yes. And I know I'm in insane debt. Sure. And I am freaking out about it, but I was postponing this and postponing this. Yeah. I'm going to carve out an hour block of time. I'm going to open them all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lay them out, and I'm going to organize them, and I'm just then going to start. Well, and even and it's just not even doing, start paying it. Right, just open just, those envelopes. Yes. Just open. Exactly. Get the scary. And it is so scary Absolutely. if that's what you're in. Every month I, I paid my student loans. Every month. But every month that that bill came, I still like, oh, I don't want to open that bill. I know what it says. Sure. It says the same thing as I last month. But I have oh, heart palp. My heart starts racing. And I'm yeah. like, nope. 
you gotta like open it. You gotta see that giant, giant statement of numbers, yeah. and you just gotta accept it. And you know that it's gonna get paid off. Yep. <laughs> like and, you'll and take care of this. Honestly, like bills is one of the things that people get very, very anxious about. Yes. Because debt is for some people very crippling, Absolutely. just as a concept, right? And so I love the idea of like just opening them and organizing. All all you have to do is put them in a pile. Put or, them in a pile and date order. There you go. There it is. And do and just allow yourself to do that for a very set amount of time. Exactly. Put and parameters think, around yes. this. And when you can do that, what you find, and, and I talk to clients about this all the time, is if you want to continue, that's fine. But yeah. set yourself up, especially when you're like procrastination 101 is do the task for a set amount of time, take a break, go back. As opposed to, oh my God, I have to do this paper. You know, I have, it's due in a week. Oh my God, I have to do this paper. It's due in three days. Oh my God, I have to do this paper. And then you fucking pull an all nighter and right. you're giving yourself more anxiety, more cortisol, more pressure than you really need to do if you just sit down. And honestly, the way I used to write papers, because I am the queen of procrastination, I will do anything else than the thing I need to do, <laughs> right? And so there was a time in graduate school where like writing a 15 page paper was so overwhelming and daunting, even though I'd done the research, even though I had the mental idea what the paper is going to be like. And so what I would do is I would make the title page and do the bibliography. There you go. And that's all. Okay. And then, cause I've been writing papers since I was in fucking middle school. So then I would just write the first paragraph. There you go. That's all I needed to do. And then it would just come and I could, do it that way and the flow would happen. Right. But I would get so avoidant of doing a paper that I have brushed my teeth, flossed my teeth, cleaned the bathroom, cleaned the kitchen, organized the refrigerator, like anything else to not do the paper. Right. Like, I think now is a good time to do my eyebrows instead of doing the paper. Well, yeah, no time <laughs> like the present. Come on, those brows have got to be on fleek. I'm telling you. And so it's funny because in in the packing and organizing of what I'm doing right now, I just said, okay, I'm going to spend this morning, this Saturday morning, I'm going to do it for an hour. I'm going to organize the living room for an hour. In two hours, I had my bookshelves done, the entertainment center, like... Everything was packed. It was awesome. Yeah, it looks very barren in there. It really does. And then the next day, I was like, okay, the only thing I want to do today is the kitchen. And got it done. And so, I mean, that's the way that I have been able to then motivate and get done. I've organized humans to come in a social distancing way to, like, help, help. me with stuff. <laughs> I did the thing that I have such a hard time with, and I asked for help from my humans. I'm so proud. Thank you, because it was really fucking hard to I do. I internally shed a tear when you asked me to help. I was like, I'm so proud of her. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want her to get scared. Well, and I, I mean, I, I'm so grateful to, to my support team and, and my humans because, you know, I know that, and I, and I do ask, but I also recognize people have lives and do the things, and so... I think that's another thing to even organize people and ask them. Mm -hmm. Though it's hard and I get avoidant, like, I'm willing to do that because I know that, and of course, like, the first people I called are people I've helped move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Shh, call it in that favor. Um, but 
I'm grateful to be able to know that like people are coming and I, I can organize the rooms by day and right. all the things. So Right. And we even before we started podcasting made yeah. a little plan of like, okay, this is what we're gonna do tomorrow. Yep. This is the next wave, this mm-hmm. is the next phase, this is what you have to do on Saturday because of the people and the truck, yeah. you know, and and I think too we have to sometimes when we are procrastinating or we are delaying and we are cluttering our minds with all of these things you know, these things are stopping, can stop us from what we're enjoying in our life, right? Yes, they rob you of your peace. That's what anxiety does. Exactly. And so finding a way to do it yep. and get it done, you sure. can get back to enjoying life. And you're not yes. going to sit in that stuck anxiety space of cognitively processing and processing and processing and processing and processing because I am a rumination queen. Yes, we both are. So now I have a notebook because I like to solve all the world problems, including cancer, at 2 in the morning sometimes when I wake up. Yep. Because I just wake up at 2 and then my brain's like, poo, all the thoughts. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Right. Why do you do this to me? I have a notebook. I write down this, whatever this rumination chatter is, I write it down and then I tell myself, you can't solve all the problems at two in the morning. Go to sleep. Okay. And that and has helped me. And are you able me. to go back yeah. to sleep? I just put it away because I know I wrote it down, so I'll remember. Love it. Even though I was ruminating on it. Sure. It's not going to be forgotten. But I write it down and I'm like, you will get to this tomorrow. And I tell clients that a lot. It's just like, we need to get it out of your body. And yeah. that's going to be true with any hard feeling, right? The mm-hmm. sad feelings, the anger feelings, the anxiety feelings. If you write it down, what you're doing, quite literally, is getting it out of your head and putting it on a piece of paper. And if you need to go back to that to address it or to send a text message or to do whatever, like, then at least you have it somewhere outside of yourself. Exactly. And it's helped so much. Absolutely. It's helped so much. My lists, my writing, I do. I have to get it out of me and onto something so that my body can then relax Yep. and I can just go back to enjoying life. Absolutely. And know that I have stuff I need to take care of and it's written down and I'll get to it. There you go. And I love the idea of like making lists. Of, so what we're talking about is is organization in a very um, controlled, small way to then move forward to the action phase so that you can, in fact, get to a place where you want to be mentally, emotionally, even physically. Right. Right. Like, so I knew that this was going to be a stressful time. Right. Um, and I usually do like workouty things three times a week. Um, because I know that for me, especially with like work and all the stuff, um, I need to get my body moving. Right. It helps to get the anxiety out. It helps to be able to disengage from the mental chatter that happens in my brain constantly. Um, so that, I knew that this week was going to be tough. So I woke up this morning on this Tuesday, the last Tuesday in this bedroom, and I was like, Stella, you're awake. Go for a bike ride. There you go. And it was awesome, and I enjoyed it. And so then I came home, and I could definitely do the rest of the day. Awesome. Which was partially see clients, partially set up my utilities, and partially, um, you know, do podcast and pack up my bathroom. Right. All the things got done. Got it done. Yep. Got it done. Because you took the initiative to ease yourself. Yes, first. First. You cared for yourself. You did. What do we talk about all the time? Boundaries and (laughs) self-care. Boundaries and self-care. You self-cared it out so you could care for yourself and sustain that through the entire day because you knew it was going to be a challenging day. Yeah. 
and you knew going into this week it was going to be a challenging week. 100%. So I'm so happy to hear you upped your self-care game today. Yes, it was awesome. And and I've been doing that. Like, even this weekend, you know, I, I had good food and I just took care of myself. Um, I allowed myself time to relax. So I got... And most mostly my weekends are... Like, I'll do one day of, like, getting things done or doing things I want to do for me, and then one day of just, like, vegging out, doing nothing. Which is hard for me to do because I if I just, like, sit and veg. Um, but even I'll, I'll switch it up and do, like, half a day of, like, getting things done and half a day of, like, veg. Um, whatever that is, it's taking care of myself first and then taking care of the rest of the things that need to get done. I love that. Because you're in taking care of yourself, you're also promoting mm-hmm. awesome neurochemistry. Absolutely. You're getting all the good chemicals going and stimulated, and yep. that's going to help you through powerhousing, through whatever it was that maybe is challenging and overwhelming that you have to do later on. Absolutely. But you're giving yourself a good brain pump. Mm-hmm. Getting some norepinephrine, some dopamine, some serotonin, some oxytocin. Right. And oh. all of those really good um, endorphins then promote that peaceful feeling, then exactly. promote that happiness. Um, and, and I don't anticipate that anyone is going to hit happy all the time, but if you can hit content most of the times and recognize that when you have anxiety, when you're stressing out, when you're angry, when you're upset, that cortisol is not good for your body. No, it's going to wreak havoc on, even on your kidneys. Well, and you know, so it's cortisol, it's adrenaline, it's all of those things that our body get into with like fight or flight. Right. Right. And so cortisol is helpful, but not something you should flood your system with all the time. Well, our cortisol doesn't differentiate. Cortisol doesn't, it's a hormone that doesn't differentiate between I'm running from a saber-toothed tiger versus I have a stack of papers on the corner of my desk. Exactly. The the papers on my desk are not going to kill me. No, but it feels the same. It feels the same because that chemical, that chemistry Mm -hmm. is promoting you being safe. And in panic mode. Right. And so it kicks off your sympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. to have anxiety. Yep. Anxiety is normal. Fear is normal. All the things that happen to our brain, totally normal. However, as human beings versus, you know, kind of the the non-thumb having animals that we can be, um, (laughs) we don't differentiate between... Like you said, a saber-toothed tiger or a stressful and dangerous event, our brains just kind of go into something's wrong, right? Which then kicks off our heart. Yeah. In your in your case, like you said, your your physicality starts and then your thoughts happen. Yeah. Whereas for me, the thoughts are constant. The physicality happens. I have less and less panic than I did when I was a lot younger, um, and I have less and less anger than I did when I was a lot younger. Because my anxiety looks like panic, but it also looks like that fight or flight. And so then I just, I get real fighty with everybody. (laughs) You get real testy. (laughs) I am an asshole. (laughs) It's true. You can ask anybody that I'm related to or has known me for very long and I will just bite your head off. Um, or as my sister likes to say, I will punch you in your soul by saying something oh, real shitty. Punch you in the soul. I'm taking that. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a good one. Yeah. So, um, I love that this was kind of our topic. Um, yeah. I also wanted to, you know, just kind of for you and I, um, to talk about the fact that this whole journey and process, uh, we are celebrating our one year. Oh! 
R and D. This is a commitment. I should have brought a ring. I know, right? Ooh. Um, or at least a flower. Um, but I wanted to say that, like, we had started having these conversations our first camping trip on the 26th of May last year. Yeah. Um, we had our first podcast <laughs> that did not work, our first flagship, because we couldn't get the tech right on July. I think it was July 1st. Yeah. And so we've been doing this for a year. It's awesome. It's so amazing. I have loved every moment of it. <laughs> I have too, but I, I mean, we went on our last camping trip last weekend, which was like perfect serendipity that it was like right around the one year yeah. anniversary. Um, but we have been firmly committed to this. Absolutely. Every two weeks, like just really making it happen. And so we're so grateful to our listeners mm -hmm. um, and to each other Yes. for making the commitment to make this happen and putting together... Honestly, like, we just, that we're just having conversations. Yeah. Which I love. Constructive. Yes. Yeah. And somewhat organized. Yeah. But really, that's all it is. Right. And so, anybody who is, like, thinking about a podcast or wanting to do it, it's pretty simple. Do it. And Don't record on your cell phone, though. <laughs> tech is hard. Okay, you're probably more teched out than I am. You're going to do great. <laughs> Emails for tips and pointers, though. I got a lot of them. Oh, my gosh. She's so good at this stuff, though. Um, do you have any closing thoughts or any else, other things you wanted to identify before we close it up? I think just, you know, we just need to, we just need to identify what's stopping us from enjoying our life. Yes. And we got to declutter that. And you got to, you got to, you got to tackle that beast head on in a small way, a small manageable way that's going to work for you so that you're not overwhelming yourself further. Absolutely. And so, um, I do recommend a lot of times, um, the life-changing magic of tidying up, which is the Marie mm -hmm. Kondo book. Um, she has a ton of stuff, so if you want to look that up, we'll, we'll hashtag it here. Um, and she has her own show. If you're not big well, on reading. Well, that's what I was going to say. So she does have her own show. She's got stuff on YouTube. Um, I have the book. I have recommended it to people. Um, the thing about right now and, and when we're quarantined or not living our lives the way we're normally is we have an opportunity to organize. We have an opportunity to purge. Um, so things that are bringing you joy or happiness. I think as I was packing things up, that's one of the things that I was considering yeah. is, is it bringing joy to my life? Is it being, is it fulfilling who I am and how I show up in the world? I love that thought. And so, you know, as you look around my room, I can imagine everything that's in here and, and has a purpose and function brings me joy. And so I cannot wait to put all of this in my new space. Your new space is going to be amazing. Dude, it's so fucking cool. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know. So thank you so much for listening. Again, we're X of the Zennial. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, it's the letter X, the number two, T-H-E-X-E-N-N-I-A-L at gmail.com or X to the Zennial underscore podcast on Instagram. You can DM us. Um, I definitely will do a live again. Um, Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC is uh, my business um, Instagram. And you can follow that. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Take care. Be well. Be well. <laughs>